We're going to get through this somehow, some way. It's the Y'all Show. We're starting up another edition of the two-hour show that covers everything going on from Texas to Virginia, from Missouri to Florida, all points in between. We cover the 16 states like the do covers. Oh, yeah, of course I could say Dixie, but I'm trying to come up with something better. Then uh, better than the do covers this coronavirus. Maybe that might be a better, more apropos term here right now on the all show hey i'm john rawl thank you for tuning in we've got a darn good show today in fact we kind of have a celebrity coming up in the next segment we're going to welcome in from the america first action super pack kelly sadler kelly sadler this action pack is the official official political political action committee for president donald trump and you might remember kelly sadler she worked in the white house she worked there early in the Trump administration, and then eh, she, she kind of had to leave. Well, now she's working in the Trump Super PAC, and she's a newspaper columnist. She's on the Fox network from time to time and other networks. You probably have seen her. Kelly Sadler, a New York State native. She is from Anianta, New York. And with the coronavirus going on, of course, New York right now is suffering more than any other state and she'll talk about that but she'll talk also politics with us as she'll be on in the next segment to tell us a little bit about the trump strategy with this covid19 outbreak kelly reddell sadler she'll be on in just a few minutes here on today's wednesday edition later this hour because we have kelly on we're going to give jonathan lifehite the week off There's not a whole lot of news coming from the Atlantic Coast Conference, so we'll have our ACC spotlight. We do have a little football news to pass along, and we have some basketball changes also out of the Atlantic Coast Conference. That information coming to you at the end of this hour. When we go to to the second hour today, we'll have hashtag Hullabaloo to get it going, and then Precious Harris will be on. Oh, by the way, I should mention, since I love my history and I think some of y'all like your history, We're going to talk about the Revolutionary War. In fact, we've found the first Revolutionary War battlefield in the South, and I had never heard of this battle. And we'll tell you about it, and it's part of our hashtag Hullabaloo. So some military history coming your way at the start of Hour 2. Yeehaw! Uh, The British are coming. The British are coming. Yes. Yeah, but that didn't happen in the South. That that guy did that up in Boston, I think. Precious Harris is also, she's going to get on her horse and ride right to us screaming, here's the latest from Nashville. Here's the latest from Nashville. And she'll do that in hour two. Again, most Nashville musicians kind of slowing things down with not a lot going. We've got a lot going right here on the Y'all Show. In addition to having Precious in the second hour and Kelly Sadler in the next segment of today's Y'all Show. Speaking of music, man, y'all need to make sure you tune in Thursday. We're going to have a Grammy-nominated blues slash boogie-woogie artist join us. And that's going to be Victor Wainwright, who grew up in Savannah, Georgia, now calls Memphis, Tennessee home. He's got a new album called Memphis Loud. Victor Wainwright, what a cool dude. He's going to be on, and we're going to talk about his great sound, his amazing background. This guy actually graduated from Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University in Daytona Beach, Florida, 
and after many years of being an air traffic controller decided to jump headfirst not into a plane but into the world of music and he's on stage does a heck of a job with the piano victor wainwright will be on thursday's y'all show also we have another guest coming on talking about some of the times of that we're having right now with the virus this guy also ties in to more recently the impeachment talk he wrote a book called postgate john o'connor is going to be on he's a legal analyst and a very successful lawyer and he'll be on to talk about his book that actually he has a great book out that ties in to deep throat mark feld if you know the story of watergate in the 1970s and john o'connor worked closely with mr feld and that was deep throat in the nixon impeachment era which he didn't officially get impeached but postgate is his book and john o'connor is going to be dropping by our thursday y'all show so we've got guests galore here as we close out the rest of this y'all southern talk for all y'all let's get into the headlines of the southeast right now and we know that the cases of coronavirus are rising in louisiana of course new york state has more than any other state but when we look at what's going on in the southeast right now we have a pretty good estimate of the number of cases. This was as of, oh, 24 hours or so ago. More than 1,400 cases in the southern states. Okay, we're not counting Washington or, or California or New York. We're only counting the number of southern states that have coronavirus cases. 1,400, just a little north of that right now. Louisiana getting hit very hard. And the governor of Louisiana spoke this week saying there's no reason to believe that we won't be the next Italy. We have the fastest growth rate of confirmed cases in the world in the first 13 days right here in Louisiana. And Louisiana, again, with 1,172 cases, that only trails here in the South Florida. Florida had just over 1,400 cases, confirmed cases of the coronavirus. And then you have Texas, Texas with about 800 plus cases. Georgia also getting hard, hit hard. Georgia's had a lot of deaths. Georgia with more than 800. Tennessee's got 615 cases as of Tuesday. I believe it was Tuesday morning when the count came in for the state of Tennessee. And the coronavirus deaths, by the way, the two states in the South that are getting hit hard, the worst are Georgia and Florida. And behind them, you've got Florida. But still, there's very little, if zero deaths, in the states of arkansas alabama north carolina west virginia that's wonderful news to pass along here uh, as far as those states but the state of of louisiana i don't i don't know what it was about louisiana and somebody told me that it could have been the cruise ships coming in there as louisiana's had 35 deaths 35 deaths in louisiana alone with more than 1100 cases and then i said georgia's had a lot 26 deaths in the state of georgia florida has had 18 deaths and that is just unfortunate news to pass along here on today's y'all show but a lot of states still with zero deaths registered as of tuesday at least and some states with very few deaths but our hearts go to all those in places like new york california washington but let's not forget about louisiana louisiana is not getting the national attention that it maybe deserves with again as the governor of the state said that they've got another italy on their hand perhaps and we hope that's not the case more closures more cancellations more postponements i know that on tuesday the governor of north carolina announced that school kids in north carolina won't be going back to school until at least mid-may 
that the announcement out of North Carolina. South Carolina announced that it will be until at least the end of April before kids will go back to school in the Palmetto State, likely to be pushed back even further. That's the case with a lot of states. But the Carolinas both coming out already and announcing that it's going to be more than a month before the children of those schools, those states go back to school. You also see events that were, again, pretty big get canceled. Some of those were canceled two weeks ago, some here recently, but a, a little bit of a positive thing to pass along. And that's the South by Southwest Festival. It got canceled because of the coronavirus. In fact, it was one of the first things to get canceled. It was supposed to be held in Austin, Texas a couple of weeks ago. And the organizers of this festival in Austin, which draws in tens of thousands of people, they've gone ahead and announced their award winners for their films at the South by Southwest Festival. And that is a good thing. This thing was scheduled March 13th through the 22nd, so it would have just wrapped up here just this week. But it looks like some of your winners are coming out in the categories like The King of Staten Island, that's Judd Apatow, that's a film there, and it was something that is an award winner now thanks to this prize also the best documentary feature goes to a danish director katrin phillips an elephant in the room a winner there most of these you've never heard of so that that's why they go to film festivals before maybe they even show up in a movie theater but at least some some semblance of normality here by this festival in austin texas coming out with their award winners for their films even though they didn't actually have the film festival now let's stay in texas for another headline this comes to us from the fort worth area as orders were issued in tarrant county and in fort worth with the counties effectively shut down until april 7th and fort worth is being told to stay at home until april 3rd okay so what's neat about this if there's going to be anything neat about a stay-at-home order is the way they did it as the judge there in tarrant county glenn whitley and fort worth mayor betsy price they discussed their options, and what they came up with was that all individuals living in the city of Fort Worth are ordered to stay at home, consistent with the direction and guidance in this declaration. And the thing comes out as, and then they put this out on social media, to sum it all up, essentially Fort Worth saying, and their campaign is, y'all stay home. Flattening the curve is our responsibility. Y'all stay home. I think every southern town ought to if you're going to have a stay-at-home order, kind of copy that out of Fort Worth. And that's a great, great motto. Easy to remember. Y'all stay home. That's what's coming out of Tarrant County, Texas. Now, that might not be the best news in Austin, at least for the leadership of the state of Texas. Y'all stay home isn't exactly the words that the lieutenant governor of Texas, Dan Patrick, wants to hear. In fact, the lieutenant governor earlier this week said that the country should get back to work in face of the global pandemic And that people over the age of 70, who the Centers for Disease Control says are the highest risk for coronavirus, will take care of themselves. Now, Lieutenant Governor Patrick appeared on Tucker Carlson tonight, and these words kind of counter what most people have said. Although, of course, Fox News' number one viewer, President Donald Trump, it was a little bit uh, ironic that the very next day he's out saying, we need to get the country back up and going. And I don't know if he was working together alongside Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick of Texas to to kind of say that we got to get going. Remember, in a state like Texas, yes, I, I just gave you numbers while ago on the great state of Texas and the coronavirus cases there in that state. 
there are plenty of cases but out of texas's counties i think all there's there's cases in about four or five counties in texas at last count but there are uh, i'm guessing a hundred and something counties in texas every other one of them did not have a single case of the coronavirus texas has 826 cases nine deaths but most of texas doesn't have coronavirus at all and that's why the lieutenant governor is essentially hinting that this country should get back to work but i think we're still going to have to get through a couple more days remember the president's urge to have 15 days is going to expire i think monday is the day for that to to wrap up i'm sure that will be extended if i were a betting man how about this bit of coronavirus advice coming from a county in florida a commissioner there at a meeting says that the blow dryer up your nose trick will kill coronavirus <laughs> now how in the world they get on that kind of subject there at their meeting in fact why are they even having a meeting there at the okachobe county commissioner meeting and this commissioner there at okachobe county brian culpepper and he says that uh, this sounds really goofy and it did to me too but it works the answer is you use a blow dryer you hold a blow dryer up to your face and you inhale with your nose and it kills all the viruses in your nose sometimes the cures for some of these diseases are very simple okay all this because a meeting was held at the okeechobee county courthouse there as officials could brief this man this commissioner and others on the county's response to the pandemic a person with the okeechobee county health department says there are misinform there's a lot of information out there <laughs> brian culpepper he might be on to something we might have to start distributing hair dryers and blow them up your nose anybody want to take that take that challenge and see if it actually works how about when we talk about working and getting back to work and helping out here's a great story coming out of the great textile state of north carolina as gastonia-based parkdale mills is now working with companies such as haynes brand through the loom and others to build a supply chain for making masks and they hope to produce up to 10 million face masks per week and this will go to healthcare workers trying to treat coronavirus patients again part of this so-called wartime effort that a lot of companies and the country is kicking into to help stem the coronavirus and how about this parkdale mills there in gastonia in the charlotte area coming out with this plan to come out with 10 million face masks a week that is awesome news of course a lot of companies are pitching in a lot of great southerners have gone to their local hospitals and they've offered to do the sewing to kind of have the kind of makeshift thing put over those fancy masks to get us by the shortage right now let's hope we all can get through it now moving away from coronavirus for our last headline of the south here today we know that the middle tennessee area was hit hard on march 3rd with tornadoes remember putnam county where cookville is got hit worse than any area and now at the university there in cookville tennessee tech they've compiled thousands of photos and other documents lost in that outbreak of tornadoes earlier in the month and the goal there in the collection of this is to reunite them with their rightful owners so they essentially have their own kind of library set up at the tennessee tech campus and it's really amazing to see this but it's also a little bit a little bit sad because you had a lot of loss of life around 20 people were killed in cookville alone when this thing went through they've got about 500 photographs that they obtained 
and all kinds of other memorabilia from people whose homes were literally torn apart and they're at tennessee tech and in cookville after this ef4 tornado went through it's good to see people coming through and again they're at tennessee tech they're archiving these photos and it's not just 500 it's thousands of a combination of photos and documents all lost when this deadly tornado outbreak happened earlier in march that wraps up our headlines today when we come back you don't want to miss it kelly sadler who worked at the white house in the trump administration she now works for president trump's official super PAC, america first action she's going to be on and she's going to talk about the coronavirus hitting hard in her native new york but also what the president's doing with the virus as well as plans to defeat joe biden in november assuming mr biden is the nominee all that will be ahead in the next segment of this the y'all show If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lie down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund and give up the best night's sleep i've had since i learned to walk no way you're the only one i want to come home to purple mattress spring into big savings with purple spring sale get a free set of purple sheets and a plush pillow when you purchase a purple hybrid or purple premier mattress when you text offer to 84888 that's keyword o-f-f-e-r to 84888 message and data rates may apply please do not text and drive see purple.com for terms and conditions Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. And we are the Y'all Show. Hello, I'm John Rawl. Welcome in to the All Southern Program, where we discuss things about the South and more news, sports, cooking, travel. Oh, yes, even a little politics. And we have a very special guest joining us right now on the program, a former special assistant to President Donald J. Trump, Kelly Sadler. She's on the Y'all Show, and she's right here today to talk to us. Hello, Kelly. 
Hello, it's good to be here. Good to be with you. Now, this isn't too much of a challenge to have you come on a show called Y'all, is it? <laughs> you know, I'm from upstate New York. I know you are. So don't hold it against me. Uh-huh. I'm a Yankee. <laughs> yeah, you're. I see you know it. And that's the problem we have here in the South. We have a lot of people who don't realize it, but uh, maybe you're a reformed Yankee. You've lived in the D.C. area for some time. Do you live in Northern Virginia? I live in Virginia, okay. yeah. So I tried to pick the southernmost state okay. to still be able to get into the swamp on uh, a daily basis. I got you. Well, we have you on for several reasons, of course, with your home state in mind. Of course, it's getting hit very hard right now with the coronavirus, Kelly. And before we get into all that, I'm assuming you still have family and friends in the Empire State. What's going on? How are your people doing? And and just some words about your native New York. Yeah, so thanks for asking. Uh, my grandmother is in a nursing home in upstate New York. Um, and my sister and my whole family like still lives up there. Uh, everyone is doing well. No one is sick at this point. Um, you know, let's just take the partisan politics out of this for a second. I think that Governor Cuomo is doing an outstanding job. Um, every day he goes on TV and he reassures you know, New Yorkers and is very specific with what he's doing and, you know, that this is going to get worse before it gets better. But he's fighting for, for New Yorkers and working with the president um, uh, to make sure that they're cared for. And we've seen, you know, private industry step up like we've never uh, that I've that I've never seen in my lifetime. So everyone is optimistic um, that we'll get through this. We'll get through this together. Um, but, you know, things could could get a little worse before they get better. And- And Kelly, you're a person who comes from the world of politics. Are you a little bit surprised that the political side of this thing has gotten so much attention and maybe more so than the medical side? No, um, unfortunately, the Democrats want to use this as a political tool uh, to remove President Trump. Hmm. And we've seen this. uh, We see this now with what's going on in the Senate. In the Senate, there is a stimulus bill that is needed for mainstream, you know, for Main Street America. Fifty one percent of the private economy is small businesses and they are going to be going under this week if they do not get the loans that they need to cover payroll and keep people employed. And so it's such a necessity to get this bill passed um, to get these loans to Main Street. And we're seeing Schumer and Nancy Pelosi basically go in at the last minute and blow everything up and what i'm reading from this bill today is nancy pelosi is putting you know completely unrelated democrat wish list items including electric election security funding same-day voter registration carbon emission regulations solar and wind tax subsidies into what is supposed to be a coronavirus stimulus bill. Um, it is absolutely disgusting. She's nuked a bipartisan agreement to sneak in Democratic campaign platform platforms, and it's just it's it's really unconscionable at this at this point in time. Visiting with Kelly Riddell Sadler, and she's with America First Action, a former special assistant to President Trump. She was working in the White House back in the early days of the administration. And then, Kelly, let's be honest, you, you kind of got in the media a good bit two years ago over, evidently, you said something maybe not so nice, and that got blown up pretty big around the world. You ended up leaving the White House, and now you're still in good grace with President Trump. Heck, you're working for his official super PAC. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there's leaks and there's things that you can comment on and can't comment on um, when you're in your official capacity. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, my support for the president has never wavered. Um, I believe he's doing great things for this country and is a leader we need, especially um, amidst this crisis that we're facing with the coronavirus. Now, we, are, of course, know that this is an election year, coronavirus and all, and you've got your, you've got your work cut out for you. This is something that the, the enemy, if you will, is going to use against President Trump. We're already seeing that. And so, Kelly, I know you're certainly on the Trump train. A lot of the South obviously is as well. And what's the, if, if there was something virus related that if the president could have a mulligan since he's a big golfer, is there anything that you would recommend that, that he at least maybe tries to remedy now so that it won't come back to bite him in November? Well, I think a lot of what the president is going to be doing in the next two months will decide, you know, what happens in November. I think he's doing a terrific job every day coming out and briefing the the public mm-hmm. on exactly what's going on with the task force, um, with the doctors beside him, the Surgeon General, the Vice President. Um, he needs to be honest with the American public that you know this could this is going to get worse before it gets better. And at the same time, we've got to start thinking about when we do come out of this economically, where are we going to be, and what is this going to look like, and 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 plan for that. And I think his team is doing just that. Um, we've got a way, you know, this could. Be something that goes into the election cycle um, probably will be um, and so what does the recovery plan look like once this is put behind us and I think we'll be seeing a lot more uh, from the president's team on that side of things but I just want to reiterate what the Senate is doing today and tomorrow and that we need a massive stimulus bill injected into the economy so that you know working class men and women small businesses can get the help that they need they so desperately need is they do not close they do not lay off employees um so that once we do come out at at the at at the end of this um that they're able to turn things right back on and we're able to get this economy humming again this is 2020 which means of course it is an election year and prior to the coronavirus coming aboard and dominating the headlines of course we saw joe biden's emergence as the democratic likely the contender that the democrats are going to put up against president trump in the fall and so if if you don't mind taking your coronavirus hat off kelly and let's talk a little democratic politics versus president trump (laughs) did you expect joe biden to have the rally that he's had well i mean he was always the front runner um even when he came in fifth place he was the front runner yeah well yeah well (laughs) from the national polls perspective uh, he was always he was always the front runner but then he lost in iowa in new hampshire um in nevada he was always a bad candidate at the beginning um and the voters in those three states recognized that and there was a reason why they voted for other contenders but he never fell off our radar um we were always you know gathering oppo on joe biden we were always collecting you know our books on him in case he did pull something out of a hat and become you know 
the nominee. And, you know, after Nevada, I would have said, now we're going to go into a contested convention. Bernie Sanders might pull it out. But there's no way mathematically right now that Bernie Sanders has any chance at winning this nomination. It is Joe Biden's. uh, He is the presumptive nominee of the Democratic Party. And I feel bad for the Democrats because they just nominated a man that they did not want to win in the first three contests. But the field was so divided and so, so broken up that, you know, South Carolina and the endorsement of Jim Clyburn, you know, you know, basically clinched it up for him. Mm -hmm. They don't want him any more than he really wants this. Where is Joe Biden right now? He is in his home in his basement doing some live Facebook lives, but he's not taking questions from the press. He's not out, you know, uh, you know, meeting with people. When was the last time you saw him on a Sunday show? It was with Chris Wallace when he called Chris Wallace Chuck Todd. I mean, <laughs> clearly, c- clearly something is going on um, with Joe Biden. But we look forward to getting into, you know, his record. He's been a senator for, for 40 years. He's been on Capitol Hill. And now he's trying to convince the American people he can help solve the problems that he helped create as part of the swamp. And it's just disingenuous. And and uh, we look forward to getting, uh, you know, in, in the general with him we're visiting with Take kelly yeah we're visiting with kelly riddell sadler she is with america first action that's the official donald j trump for president super PAC, and she's a former special assistant to president donald trump and she's visiting with us today and since kelly we're a pro-southern show here the reason Joe Biden emerged as the likely presumptive nominee is because of the South, specifically what mm-hmm. South Carolina did to get him going. And then, my goodness, on Super Tuesday, Biden dominated and took every southern state, including Texas, which was quite a shock. And now he's certainly on that path to the nomination for the Democratic Party. The good news for Joe Biden is he's the presumptive nominee. The bad news, and good news for Republicans, is that those states that led him to this path, the southern states that propelled him to that, I can't think of one single state other than maybe Virginia that in November is going to be going for Joe Biden versus President Trump. You're absolutely correct. (laughs) You know, uh, the South is a stronghold for President Trump uh, as part of his reelection campaign and part of his PAC. We're focusing on the states. We're focusing on Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Ohio and Michigan. Um, Those are, you know, what what we're deeming uh, swing states that the votes there are really going to matter. So, you know, in Georgia, uh, we're going to be focusing a lot of our time. Florida has always been, uh, you know, a swing state uh, and North Carolina as well. And there's a lot of interesting things going on in, in that state. But, you know, in terms of the politics, Joe Biden has he calls himself, a, a, you know, blue collar, middle class Joe. But he really has swung wildly, wildly to the left during this primary season. Bernie Sanders has pulled him to into a lot of positions that are just really unpalatable uh, for middle class Americans, like, you know, you know, basically allowing illegal immigration into this country and then giving them health care, free health care, you know, uh, basically saying that he's going to halt all deportations for 100 days once he comes into office, saying that he's going to have Beto O'Rourke be, you know, his guns are and full of, you know, and, and Beto who called for 
gun confiscation when he was running for president. So there is just a lot of saying that he's going to ban all fossil fuels. I mean, we can go on and on, but in fracking is is, is a huge is a huge issue um, in Pennsylvania and in Texas, where where a lot of jobs and income and prosperity has been created. And then to have Joe Biden say, "Yeah, we're gonna I'm going to ban it all," is is just a huge shock would be a huge shock to this economy. And so he, you know, he is, we just, we feel very confident that his record and his policy proposals, we can go toe to toe with um, on the campaign trail uh, this year. That hopefully for your case will be the, the way this thing plays out. How often do you have a chance to speak to your old boss, president Trump, Kelly? Well, unfortunately, I um, firewalled off from him uh, with the with the pack due to FEC regulations. Uh, we cannot uh, have communication. Those darn F- F- FEC regulations—they just always get in the way, don't they? Yes, they do. But we are taking from his lead every day, and he's been so accessible. I mean, he's been out there every day uh, putting forth his message. It's been very clear to us, very clear to the campaign. Um, we know what we're running on, and we're defending him, and we're defending him against the fake news media that, that is trying to attacks him every single day, doing a lot of correct-the-record stuff. Um, and we will all get through this coronavirus together. And this president just really wants us to unify at this time uh, and, and show – show america and show you know americans are good people let's let's come together let's defeat this and let's be unified the thing that president trump does better than any president in modern history uh, maybe ever maybe even better than george washington is rally a big crowd and with this coronavirus of course he's been able to he's had to stop his big rallies and maybe the one in charleston could have been his last one he had but that is certainly something that President Trump wants to get out of here for no other reason than to get out there and rally the troops again. So right now, since you're involved with the Super PAC, what are you doing to kind of keep that momentum of a President Trump rally going while everybody's essentially sheltering in place? Well, I mean, unfortunately, the rallies have had to stop and they've had to stop because of public health concerns. Um, right now, we are doing a lot on social media, um, making sure that everyone is getting our message via Facebook, via Twitter, um, LinkedIn, whatever applications that they use on, on social media. Um, right now, we're, we're, we've got to just be concerned about, you know, the public health safety as a number one priority and making sure that the correct information is getting out to the American public in terms of what their options are, uh, how to deal with this, to stay at home and, and, and really kind of shelter in place until this passes. And then once this passes, we will, you know, get up and running again. Um, and, and we look forward, we look forward to that. But first and foremost, we've really got to focus on the public safety concerns at this point. Certainly understandable. Visiting with Kelly Sadler, wrapping up our conversation here at the Y'all Show. Hey, on Instagram, we're at Y'all Show. Invite you to find us there. And we're also on Facebook at Y'all Magazine. Y'all, the ultimate guide to the South. And you mentioned that right now, because of the virus outbreak, the rallies aren't happening across the land, Kelly. 
But one thing we hope does happen, and we just announced on the show this week as of, I think, Tuesday, or rather Monday, it was officially announced by the North Carolina GOP that they're still working hard to get the Republican National Convention to take place in Charlotte here this summer. So I assume you'll be in the Queen City, along with several thousand Republicans, if indeed that rally happens, the Republican National Convention, where the president's officially nominated for president. And we're all hoping that that day comes and won't be postponed uh we are too we are too we're looking forward to it and we're preparing for it um and you know god willing we'll all be there and mm-hmm. it'll be an amazing event yeah and again that's scheduled is that early august is when that's supposed to happen yes it's in august okay after the after the democratic milwaukee convention okay the democratic milwaukee brouhaha Mm-hmm. And that'll be in July. <laughs> the melee that might happen there when the Bernie bros don't get their nominee for president. Kelly, what else can the public need? To, what do they need to know about your super PAC there, America First? How how can they, if they're interested in helping out, what can they do to help out the president here with your super PAC America First action? Yeah, well, absolutely. Go to our website. It's www.a1a pac.org you can see kind of what we're up to and you can donate if you're so inclined uh, every dollar that we re- have we're going to raise from this point on is going to go directly back into the president's reelect. okay and again november will be here sooner than y'all might think so if you're into supporting the president america first action super PAC is the way to do that kelly sadler we wish you the best and tell your grandma everybody down here in the south Wishing her the best. In fact, what do you call your granny? Mimi. Mimi. <laughs> well, we wish Mimi all the best, Kelly. And, and same to you and everybody else in New York. Of course, here in the South, we're getting affected by this darn thing, too. So hopefully we'll all come out of it as best as we possibly can. Kelly Sadler, thank you very much. Thank you. More of the Y'all Show will continue right after this. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lie down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. Spring into big savings with Purple Spring Sale. Get a free set of purple sheets and a plush pillow when you purchase a purple hybrid or purple premier mattress. When you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com.
If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Batchahoos. This is the Y'all Show, our ACC Spotlight. Jonathan Lifite, we've given him a little breather here. In fact, we got to congratulate the old boy. He's just moved into a new home and he's actually pretty busy doing that today. So we said, Jonathan, take the week off. We'll handle it from here. I'll do my best ACC report solo. And we start out our ACC report with the Virginia Cavaliers in mind. Bronco Mendenhall has been talking to the media here in the last couple of days. And got to give a shout out to dailyprogress.com as their writer Bennett Conlon went in and talked with Coach Mendenhall at his house. Here is his coronavirus has kind of halted his spring football schedule and more. And the coach, along with his wife, Holly, and their children, they're getting through this as the coach has three boys and now let me the the writer spent like i said a, a while with the coach and here's an example of what the coach of the virginia cavaliers football team is doing right now as the coronavirus has kind of halted everything work begins for him at eight o'clock in the morning right now he uses his pool house at his house as a central work zone and he ends up doing a lot of work there, getting in preparation. And then he works all the way until noon when he breaks for lunch and to go work out. Then he returns at 2 o'clock, works remotely with his UVA football staff, going over all the needs that they have. And then with Jim shut down across the country, he's making it, it's making it hard for his players to work out. So the staffs develop a bodyweight program for athletes to follow. And then at 3 o'clock, he kicks into recruiting. Yes, that's something that college football coaches still have to be doing during the coronavirus. And he gets on the phone and has video calls with recruits right now. So that's just Bronco Mendenhall's his day and in, in a day in the life of Bronco Mendenhall, who coached his Virginia Cavaliers to a Coastal Division title in 2019. And then he finally winds his day down, I think, around 7 o'clock. He, he actually does more recruiting up until 9 o'clock at night. It's a tough life. These guys get lots of money being college football coaches, but they give up a lot. And even at home, as he is right now, being forced to be at home, he's still putting in easily a 13 to 14 hour day, all either on the telephone or through a computer with some kind of virtual presentation. Now to some news about college football in the ACC. Florida State running back Jashon Corbin, who came to FSU from Texas A&M in December, has been granted a transfer waiver, and that allows him to be eligible to play immediately for Mike Norvell and the Florida State Seminoles. He'll be a redshirt sophomore and will have three years of eligibility for FSU. Coach Norvell said, We're grateful to the NCAA for this decision and for Texas A&M for supporting the process. 
And so look for this running back to be part of the Seminole backfield here in 2020. Jashawn Corbin. Good news, FSU. More news coming out of Tallahassee. Now to the basketball world we go. And Devin Vassell is entering the NBA draft after two years in Florida State land. And Leonard Hamilton's going to miss out on this guard. We announced this earlier in the week, but since this is our ACC spotlight, Devin Vassell projected as a potential first-round pick in the upcoming NBA draft. As he announced on social media earlier this week that he's leaving FSU, He's projected as the 19th best available player on ESPN's draft board. So Vassal leaving the garnet and gold for the bright lights of the NBA. A transfer coming from the Duke Duke basketball program, Alex O'Connell says he's leaving Duke after three seasons. And this is the six foot six guard who's a native of Georgia. He appeared in 101 games during his three years in Durham. And now after making 14 starts and averaging 4.3 points and 1.8 rebounds per game. Again, this guard, Alex O'Connell, says he'll be leaving the Duke program. Not likely to go to the NBA. Duke's already seen Trey Jones announce that he's going to the NBA draft. But O'Connell looks like he wants to play college basketball again in the future and he's taking his talent outside of coach k now speaking of coaches in the acc it looks like the boston college eagles are going to keep jim christian as their coach as he met with athletic director of boston college he met with martin jarman on monday and it looks like he'll be around going forward and not be fired not sent to the curb there jim christian leading the boston college basketball program into the future now this isn't acc per se but let me tell you a little bit about some of the honors now coming in for college basketball and it was a big year for the dayton flyers and dayton's ob toppin was the player of the year and the head coach of the dayton flyers a guy that was the head coach of the alabama crimson tide a couple of years ago anthony grant great job coach grant as he won the national coach of the year honors from the associated press So a big, big time, unfortunately, for all college basketball players, coaches alike, they did not have a chance to finish the deal and and have a national champion. That is unfortunate. As far as player of the year voting goes, Dayton's Topin, he gets the player of the year honors, and no player from the ACC was in this mix. As far as Southern players, nobody else either. As far as coaches go, Scott Drew of Baylor was the runner-up in the coach of the year voting and then FSU's Leonard Hamilton came in roughly fourth place, but they only give awards to the top vote getter in this case. It was Anthony Grant of Dayton with the honor of the top coach in college basketball this year. More sports news. This does affect ACC athletes in some of the sort of spring or, or fall sports. And Tokyo's 2020 Olympics have now been officially postponed till 2021. Most everybody saw that one coming. And I know you saw a lot of your ACC programs have sports like swimming and some of the track stuff that goes on. All those athletes who would maybe plan to go to Tokyo for that, they can do it. But it looks like it'll be 2021 whenever that goes on. All this because of the coronavirus outbreak. And speaking of the virus, there's actually been some passages of former college athletes due to the coronavirus. Former Texas A&M guard David Edwards has died after battling the coronavirus he played in the early 90s for the aggies and then another former college basketball player lee green he died at age 49 he played for the st john's Redmen of the big east conference he also has passed away 
from the coronavirus. Again, this is something they just it just doesn't kill the elderly. Here are guys in their roughly 40s and almost 50 years old and were athletes at one time and now passing away because of this just awful pandemic. And that is a quick look at some of the sports news, specifically the ACC, as we wrap up our Atlantic Coast Conference Spotlight for this week. We've got another hour of the Y'all Show. It's headed your way, and we'll start it off with hashtag Blue, and then we'll move on over to Precious Harris and what's going on with the country music business. All that on the Y'all Show. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lie down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. Spring into big savings with Purple Spring Sale. Get a free set of purple sheets and a plush pillow when you purchase a purple hybrid or purple premier mattress. When you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. Dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. This is the Y'all Show. Hey, I'm John. Good to have you back here as we begin another hour of the show that covers everything Southern. News, sports, politics, little music talk, 
and we also have travel talk although most of us are told not only can you have to you have to stay at home but the last place they want you going is away from your your local area so we can only hope we can only dream of going back to that beach house sometime right or going to that mountain house or heck just going down to your local lake go fishing and so i know some of you just can't wait to do that although they ought to let you go fishing that's kind of an activity that's good for the brain and sure some places probably are are really allowing you to go fishing right now which i think from my experience that is an official state law in tennessee you cannot live in tennessee and not be a fisherman that's just my own past experience there we begin this hour of y'all and by the way our number 803-816-1170 maybe it's a law in other southern states that you got to be a fisherman or a hunter i think in arkansas i know it's required that you got to go out and hunt deer especially in october i think that's a state law and in mississippi it might be a law there that you got to be a duck hunter and let's see georgia really like to hunt in georgia hmm uh they like to hunt everything georgia because georgia's got everything there and what about north carolina yeah oh you get my drift we're we're good outdoorsmen and we love the outdoors and you can social distance in the outdoors for sure especially if you're out on a on a duck blind (laughs) we begin this hour 803-816-1170 is that number to call or text 24 hours a day seven days a week we start off things here in this hour with hashtag hullabaloo social media madness courtesy of twitter instagram facebook and more the other day when we had this installment of the show i went through all the crazy gifs that i know you've seen on facebook or social media all regarding the coronavirus so i'm gonna take a break from that today we'll we'll discuss other things but i think the virus had something to do with this next tweet that i found courtesy of jenny hill old jenny hill a usa today best-selling author and her twitter account is j hell author j h a l e just like nathaniel j hell author and she has books on hallmark channel she's the founder of harpeth road i don't know what harpeth road is but i know where the harpeth river is right there in williamson county tennessee great great little river that feeds in ultimately to the tennessee i think yeah i haven't i haven't i have canoed now that i think about it i have actually canoed in the harpeth river right around kingston springs which is in cheatham county and it's a a beautiful little area there west of nashville and the harpeth river it goes right through there and it it may actually flow into the cumberland river somehow i i'll need to look at my river maps here pretty soon but her (laughs) i'm telling you about the harpeth river when i just need to be telling what jenny hell says here see this is what happens in hashtag we kind of start one place and end up another we come back we always come back okay we're the prodigal son of the south we we come back home y'all jenny hell writes in case you're feeling stressed here's a porch swing sunshine and a dog around here that's all you need hashtag the south and jenny this is awesome you did just that you put out a little video everybody can pull out their iphone and and pull off the same thing you just have no talking no noise you have a beautiful port swing just swinging on this video and you've got the sunshine there in the background and a canine american all right there and it all makes you realize we're going to get through this and it won't be but a few hopefully days weeks at the worst 
that we can go out and get back to having a somewhat normal life. Although, as I said earlier in the show, at least in North Carolina, the kids are going to be out of school until at least mid-May. So you're having to adjust your life for that if you're a parent in North Carolina. South Carolina is the end of April. And other southern states like Mississippi, I think, end uh, toward the end. April 17th, I think, is the day. And other states are adjusting all the time their schedule. So if you're a parent, you're going to be feeling the effects of this for several, several more weeks, as most of us will be anyway. Let's talk a little history, if you don't mind. And this comes to us on Twitter via Founder of the Day, at Founder of the Day, publishing daily articles on the Revolutionary War usually an obscure founder's biography founder of the day so let me challenge you a lot of people in the south not me because i'm from one of those original 13 colonies but if you're not from georgia or the carolinas or virginia or maryland and you live inland let's say in tennessee or alabama mississippi kentucky even florida which was not part of the country in its early days you don't it seems to me you don't really care that much about the revolutionary war it's foreign to you you it's not where you are okay but chances are your ancestors were just as much a part of it as people who currently live in the carolinas or georgia or or even virginia and so it's it's the most interesting maybe war we've had because if not for that war and the rebellion there would be no united states there's no way that great britain would have just let us be you know they 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 had to go to war with us in order for us to ultimately pester them enough and then thanks to france getting into a war with great britain at the same time they realized that ultimately we'll let these guys go we'll we'll come back around in 1812 and, and try to get our property back and that didn't work out too well for him either but this website founder of the day is fascinating it's all revolutionary war as we good confederate history buffs like myself this is the first american revolution the second one was in 1861 (laughs) but founder of the day is all revolutionary war and they're bringing to our attention what they call the first notable battle of the revolution to be fought in the south in these southern states or should i say colonies and the first one according to this website founder of the day happened at kemp's landing virginia which is now virginia beach i had no idea virginia beach had a revolutionary war battle but on november 15th 1775 remember this is just a little less than a year before the declaration of independence it was a victory for the british in this battle and it featured the belligerents were the soldiers that were loyal to the king, the British army, as well as loyalist militia. And then the Patriot militia was actually called at that time the Virginia Committee of Safety. More on that in a second. The Virginians, the Patriots, were led by Joseph Hutchings and Anthony Lawson. And they had 170 men going up against about 120 British soldiers here at Kemp's Landing. And in the battle, seven Patriot soldiers were either killed or wounded, 18 captured, and it looks like there was only one wounded man for the Brits in this battle. 
also known as the skirmish of Kempsville, and it happened again November 1775. Militia companies from Princess Anne County in the province of Virginia assembled at Kemp's Landing to counter British troops under the command of Virginia's last colonial governor, John Murray, Lord Dunmore, and that had recently landed at nearby Great Bridge. Dunmore was investigating rumors of Patriot troop arrivals from North Carolina that turned out to be false. He instead moved against the Princess Anne militia, defeating their attempt at an ambush and routing them. Dunmore followed up the victory with a reading of his proclamation declaring martial law and promising freedom to slaves belonging to patriot owners if they served in the British military. This increased opposition to his activities, and he was eventually forced to leave Virginia. All this at the Battle of Kemp's Landing in 1775, which is now modern-day Virginia Beach. And I hate to admit it, I have never been to Virginia Beach, Virginia, and and evidently it's got, of course, a lot of history. I know there's a large military presence with the Navy, with plenty of ships that are built there and such, and it's one of the handful of places in the Commonwealth you can go to a beach there at Virginia Beach, but I've just never been there. I'm sure many of you hearing me right now have been to Virginia Beach at some point, and in addition to the lovely beach and the the large population that lives there in the tidewater of Virginia, there's some Revolutionary War history, thanks to the Battle of Kemp's Landing. Of course, also in that area, I guess you've got Yorktown. I think Yorktown is right around the corner from Virginia Beach. Of course, that was where the war came to an end, with the surrender of Lord Cornwallis to the Patriot soldiers. Now, back to this thing I called, I didn't call these troops American soldiers. I called them the Patriot Militia, they were known as the Virginia Committee of Safety. In the American Revolution, the Committee of Correspondence, Committees of Inspection, also known as Committees of Observation, and also Committees of Safety, were different local committees of Patriots that became a shadow government, and they control over the 13 colonies away from royal officials, which became increasingly helpless. So again, during the war... This was people who took up matters, not necessarily go out and grab a gun and fight, but they took matters into their own hands because it looks like when the war started, the British who were having problems, obviously staying alive, they were at war with these rebels and the administrative people there from the from the crown here in the colonies at that time. Well, they were scared to either do their job or they just weren't doing their job. So you had these what they called committees of safety, which it looks like some of that parlayed into armed soldiers going up against King George. How about that? Now, when I first saw this tease coming from founder of the day on Twitter, I thought he was talking about Sullivan's Island, South Carolina. Whenever he asked the question, or he or she asked the question, what was the first notable battle of the revolution to be fought in the South? And the answer, according to this site, Kemp's Landing in Virginia, a.k.a. Virginia Beach. Now, being a good Carolinian, a good South Carolinian to be exact, I knew about South Carolina's role in the Revolutionary War. In fact, South Carolina had more Revolutionary War battles than any colony even more than Massachusetts or Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Remember, what's called New York City was a Revolutionary War battle there. 
South Carolina had more than any other colony. The maybe first battle in South Carolina happened on Sullivan's Island, and that's just to the east of downtown Charleston. And in case you don't know this, this battle is how South Carolina ended up getting its state flag, that familiar blue flag with a palmetto tree and a crescent moon. It all happened because of a battle on June 28, 1776. As patriots from South Carolina, they actually turned back the British Royal Navy, the most powerful navy in the entire world here at this Battle of Sullivan's Island. And I think it was this battle, June 28, 1776, that was certainly the first victory by Patriot forces in the South. I think it was actually the first victory, true victory, of the entire American Revolution. And it happened right there at Sullivan's Island. As Patriots, they had an unfinished fort there built out of sand, and they had to reinforce it. This was at what's now known as Fort Moultrie. And to help kind of buffet the fort, make it stronger against the approaching British Royal Navy, you know what they did? They were pretty desperate. In addition to sand, they used the only other thing available to them there. They built the fort out of palmetto logs, the little small cabbage palmetto trees growing there on Sullivan's Island. No one had ever built a fort out of palmetto logs, but they did it because that's all they had time to do. And guess what? When the British Navy fired on Fort Moultrie in 1776, do you know that that fort withstood the mighty British Navy's cannonballs? After a nine-hour battle, the ships had to go back out to sea. Charleston was saved from British occupation, and the fort would ultimately be named after its commander, General William Moultrie. The victory put off British occupation for four years. So the Brits were coming to take over Charleston because they got repulsed there just at the Charleston Harbor entrance at Fort Moultrie, they didn't come back for four years, which when they did come back, they were actually able to take over Charleston, unfortunately. But during the battle, there was a blue flag with a crescent, actually technically a gorchet, which is the device worn by soldiers at that time around their neck. And this blue flag with a gorchet was flown by the Patriot forces. And during the battle, that flag, well, it ended up getting knocked down in the fight. And a guy named Sergeant William Jasper helped rally the troops during that battle by going and grabbing that flag and waving it and saving the day. And if you've ever lived in a place in the South, you probably have heard of towns like Moultrie. Some call it Moultrie. <laughs> Moultrie was the colonel of the fort. And this guy, Sergeant William Jasper, was the brave sergeant that help get the flag back up and going and of course we know about jasper and the south whether it's jasper alabama or jasper county somewhere and these names come from this battle of 1776 right there at sullivan's island which has a wonderful museum you can go visit and it's only 20 minutes down from downtown charleston very beautiful drive out to sullivan's island and that's why south carolinians take great pride in that blue flag it's the blue flag that they took the blue from the uniforms of the patriot soldiers the white crescent which is technically comes originally from the gorchet which was on that flag at fort moultrie and then after the palmetto tree saved the day they started putting the palmetto tree on that flag and palmettos that that symbol has become symbolic 
of South Carolina. And as a good Carolina boy, I really think the palmetto tree should be one of our national symbols, not just a South Carolina symbol. It truly it helped save our country. It helped create our country. And and it, it South Carolina didn't just stick it up on the flag because it looked pretty, the palmetto tree. They they put it up there for a, an incredible reason. So now you know a little bit about that battle and Revolutionary War history, all because of the website that told us all about Kemp's Landing, and that's founder of the day. So thank you. By the way, South Carolina has an unofficial holiday in honor of that battle on sullivan's island june 28th each day of of each year is carolina day and that's set aside to commemorate this first decisive victory in the american revolution in south carolina and i think it was really the entire country but somebody else can debate me on that one but I, i i know early on in the revolutionary war washington got his butt cleaned everywhere uh he he couldn't win a battle he didn't win a battle until Trenton, New Jersey, and that was on Christmas Day, 1776. So this battle at Sullivan's Island happened six months before that. So there's your ha- there you have it. Thank you. See, I don't mind talking a little Revolutionary War history. Up next, let me tell you about something that comes to us from on. It actually comes to us via Instagram. Joel underscore makeup. Let's get away from Revolutionary War talk and move over to food. We need a little food talk, don't we? Yes, we do. Joel puts up on his Instagram a beautiful picture and the description he calls Southern Comfort Food. All right. What do you think he's got up here? Joel underscore makeup. He's got fried potatoes, corn muffins, and pinto beans. All right. Now, Joel, I'd love to know where you're from in the South because when somebody says Southern Comfort Lunch, I didn't have pinto beans, fried potatoes, and corn muffins in mind. I, I, I could get the corn muffins. Most of us in the South, no matter which area, we like our corn muffins. But fried potatoes, that's not exactly, to, in my opinion, maybe it is if, if in your world, a Southern Comfort food and then pinto beans. Butter beans, now that would be, that's pretty darn Southern there. Even more than black-eyed peas, even though that's pretty southern. Now, come to think of it, they're they're both pretty darn southern, but not necessarily pinto beans. But everybody has their own opinion. And Southern Comfort Lunch, Joel underscore makeup. We appreciate you getting that out on Instagram. In fact, is a a public service announcement right here on the Y'all Show. As we're some of us being quarantined, some of us are being forced to stay at home. Southern food specifically southern comfort food is the perfect antidote for boredom and having good southern food healthy southern food is important to get our our juices going to stay active and to throw off this darn virus we don't need to be going through unfortunately i did this i i confess father i went through my local mcdonald's drive-thru last night and to my credit, for about five bucks, if you play your cards right at McDonald's, you can get full and you can have a variety of things thanks to their four for four menu. <laughs> what 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 excitement I got going on on my end, huh? During this coronavirus, but it, we don't need to be going through our local drive through for every meal during this darn virus thing. So let's keep in mind our good Southern comfort food and Joel underscore makeup 
you're helping us kind of realize that even though your definition of southern comfort and a southern comfort lunch i'd love to see what you would put down for southern comfort uh, you remember this is a good debate too it's not lunchtime for some of you and that same time period from let's say 11 a.m to 2 p.m it's not called lunch for some of you that's dinner time and supper comes when the sun's going down uh, that's that's real southern when you call that that meal between 11 and 2 p.m middle of the day dinner mama's cooking dinner let's go home and eat doesn't that bring back a good memory or so if you're if your lingo includes the word dinner and i bet you a lot of you do a lot of you still still use that word and there's nothing wrong with that because that's what we do here in the south we we do things a little bit different but we do it better this is the y'all show and we try to do this show different and better each and single every day and we appreciate all the feedback on social media instagram facebook twitter and we just have a good time during this little section that we call hashtag hullabaloo we also have a darn good time when our friend from music road checks in with us each week precious harris and you know what that old gal she's standing by and i said ole as a form of appreciation that old gal precious from kentuck she's going to be on in the next segment and we're going to talk about country music in the midst of this coronavirus pause that country music musicians are having to do i've seen luke combs do a virtual concert and Willie Nelson did one last week and more to come. I know Garth Brooks has got something going on. We'll share all that. Plus the Bellamy brothers, they've got a unique twist to this coronavirus that we'll ask her about all that to come in our country music news. And that report is coming up next. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. She knows too well there's something going on She's been neglected And she needs a friend So her trembling fingers dial the telephone In a career that spanned many, many decades, that song there, Daytime Friends, was one of the best ones from Kenny Rogers. And I... We'll discuss this song, why I chose this one of all the songs by The Gambler. The reason I chose that one here on today's Y'all Show, I'll tell you in just a second. This is our Y'all Show Nashville Music Line Report, and we bring in Precious Harris. 
as she covers Nashville with NashvilleMusicLine.com. You can go there and find her blog where she writes about all things country music. And she's also got the College of Songology there at the website CollegeOfSongology.com. Precious is the author of I Know Country. That has 366 daily country music questions and answers. Go to the website iknowcountry.com to buy and instantly download your own ebook copy at iknowcountry.com. And if you're sitting in your house in your pajamas and you've been doing it for the last two weeks and you know you're going to be doing it for at least another month, iknowcountry.com is the website you need to go to to get you through your boredom of the coronavirus. Also, Precious's Nashville Music Line column is on y'all.com each and every week. But we got Precious right here, right now on the Y'all Show. Hey, Precious. Hey, darling. I'm so glad you picked that song. That's actually one of my top favorite three songs of Kenny. Well, I loved a lot of Kenny Rogers songs. But the reason I played Daytime Friends, a song penned by Ben Peters, and it was out in 1977, went to number one that year. Precious, out of all the songs I've ever heard by anybody in any format, that's the only song that I can think of that the the first lyrics are not like the beginning of a sentence. It, it's like you're joining the song already in progress because the first words are, and he'll tell her, and that that's how the song starts. It's not like you have a real introduction to that song, and I thought it was brilliant. Like I said, and all the songs out there in the world, Daytime Friends, Kenny Rogers, go look it up. It, it has an unusual, but that's what you want in a hit song or something unusual, a, an unusual writing of that song. Yes. And and actually, that was um, that was intended by the writer, uh, because uh, from what I remember in the story, uh, there was a, a segment called the story behind the song is that it just came to him and he just started writing it down. And that's the first thing that he had come up with. He was actually had saw the situation and he started writing notes down from what he had saw in the song but it actually it's like you come in halfway uh-huh. on a gossip session <laughs> you know yeah. like what what did you say and that's why it's such a brilliant song and a career of brilliant songs that has to be one of the best ones kenny rogers passing away on saturday at the age of 81 and of course we are glad that kenny rogers had a very long and we think happy life and died in sandy springs north of atlanta as he had been a guy that many of us grew up listening to Kenny Rogers songs, whether it was Precious I'll Never Forget, 1977, I think was the year that he had Lucille out. And that was the yeah. song that kind of put him on the charts to stay on the country music side. And my grandmother's name was Lucille. And the funniest thing, Precious, is as a roughly six or seven-year-old kid, our whole family went to the airport one Sunday and my grandmother got on a big plane and flew to the Holy Land for a couple of weeks. My grandfather wouldn't go, so she went with a like a, a group that went over to Israel and other places to tour the Holy Land. And during that two to three week time span that she was off at the Holy Land, this song Lucille came out on the radio and it became this massive hit. And by the time she came back, we actually had been able to go out and buy the 45 record and said, hey, welcome back to America this song here is the hottest song, th- song on the radio. It's called Lucille. And that's my memory and how my love of Kenny Rogers music started. I'm sure you've got your own memory. I do. Actually, uh, I was teetery-tottering, whatever that word is, you know, like two words together, between leaving the pop scene in 77 
because I was into the Eagles and, you know, all the mid-70s, Linda Rochette's song. And in the 75 to 78, I was a freshman in, in uh, high school. And I was leaning over to 77, 78. I went from the Eagles to Ronnie Millsap. And my cousin had gave me my first 45 country single. Uh, and it was Ronnie Millsap. And, uh, and, it was, uh, and it was his very first top 40 hit. And uh, I remember listening to that. I'm like, oh, I may like country. But the ironic thing, you're talking about your ironic thing with Kenny. My ironic thing is on March the 20th, my dad turned 81. It was his birthday. And Kenny died on March the 20th at age, at age 81. Hmm. So I'm just reading this. And it just hit me. Wow, that's my dad's birthday, and he turned eighty-one. I didn't realize him and Kenny were the same age. Is your dad a gambler like Kenny? <laughs> no, believe it or not, he is a, a gearhead, like a hot roddy. He uh. loves fifty-five Chevys and fifty-seven. He's a Chevy, very much a Chevy man. Even though all you see is like eighty pictures of hot rods on his Facebook page, mm. <laughs> you think all he does is sit all day and. It's like his Pinterest of Facebook. Here's a 55. Here's a 58. Here's a 53. It's so funny to watch because sometimes he acts like he's 16 again. So anyway, but very good memories of Mr. Rogers. And I did get to meet him uh, in 1992 when I was working for the Texas Country Music Magazine. I was lucky enough to interview him. Uh, He had a very, very charisma, a lot of charisma. And uh, I thought, wow. Now I get it because, you know, you can hear the songs in the radio. And you're like, oh, he's the star. But when you meet him and he really is that charismatic performer person that you see on TV and on Pop Goes the Country, you, you it's like a light goes off. You're like, OK, he is a star. I'm going to make a bold, bold statement here. I think Kenny Rogers kind of filled that concert void left after Elvis died. And he was like the hottest concert, the hottest singer and all music there for a couple of years in the late 70s, early 80s, essentially until Michael Jackson came around in the early 80s. Kenny Rogers was, in my opinion, the biggest draw from a record sales, from a success on the chart and not just country. We're talking pop and more. Remember, he was a big part of that USA for Africa movement. We are the world kenny rogers and as a country music fan i just always got a smile on that music video when they gave kenny rogers and i I think willie might have been on there too a little airtime instead of those other fellas and gals kenny rogers passing away his most successful song no surprise islands in the stream that with his friend dolly parton fun fact that duet was written by the bgs as an r&b song for marvin Gaye, but barry of the BGs adapted the treatment when he produced Kenny Rogers' album that included that song. So that is a great collaboration there. Of course, Kenny Rogers had lots of great collaborations in addition to Dolly Parton. His work with Lionel Richie, of course, Lady, a song penned by Lionel Richie, one of the biggest songs in Kenny's career. And man, you talked about Ronnie Millsap. Those two had great success together. He, of course, he sang with the late Dottie West and more. Kenny Rogers, The Gambler. At the age of 81, passing away this past weekend and the tributes all coming in over the weekend after that came out. And then I saw the video, I'm sure you did, of Dolly Parton as she was very emotional in a video she shot at her house on Saturday saying that she turned on the TV to learn about the coronavirus. And right there in the headlines was the passage of her singing pal and close buddy, Kenny Rogers.
you know, that was sad for her to get to see it like that. Of course, I was actually having to be up talking to one of my good friends, Shannon McCombs, who's a, a pretty well, you know, famous air personality here in Nashville. And she was working on her weekly fee, you know, for the radio. And it came across my phone and I gasped. It happened at 1030 that night um, on the 20th. But I it reached the news wires. And one, of course, we were still up because of everything going on with the virus and meeting our deadlines for our publications and the things that we do in the music industry. And I just went, <gasps> she goes, what? And I told her and she just couldn't talk because she had become uh, Kenny. She went to his concert when she was like 15 and became an instant fan. And of course, as she grew and graduated from college and got working for TNN, the Video Country Album Hour. Her and, you know, she got to interview Kenny several times and she posted a special Facebook and she just one line, I'm in shock. Hmm. And, uh, but it just goes to show that even from different aspects and you saw all the fans doing premieres, I mean, doing um, posts about, you know, how they felt about Kenny and how he touched their life with his music. And then you had country stars, country legend, country icons, you know, making the post. It just goes to show that he touched so many, many lives around the globe with his music and not just country. I'm talking different genres that overflowed into pop, rock, blues, and things like that. So, you know, so they gained another musician, as they say, in the, in heaven today or on the 20th of March. That million-dollar quartet needs to grow to about a quarter, couple million dollars. And you talked about Kenny Rogers' impact I was awakened Saturday morning with a text to let me know that Kenny Rogers had passed away. And it was from my nine-year-old son. And it said, Aww. it said, RIP Kenny Rogers, 1938 to 2020. He was 81. And he gave the little emoji of a person crying. And then he Aww. sent me a, a link with the gambler. He said he was listening to it right now. And I told him, yep, he was a good one. And Kenny Rogers was good let's talk about other news precious coronavirus in nashville everybody is pretty much off the road everybody's bored they're putting out facebook videos i will say programming note i'm excited because people are doing things a little bit different right now and my favorite singer is steve warner and (laughs) on this very evening i think it starts at seven o'clock central He's going to put a couple hours of Facebook playing and answering questions, and I love that. And that's Steve Warner. I'm sure all the artists are doing, but I'm I'm on his Facebook feed, and I saw that he's going to be taking questions and answers and playing, so that's great. Yes, of course. You know I love Steve because guess what? Kentucky boy. Well, not really. (laughs) Well, he did too. He's from Russell Springs. Was he born there? That's about QR. I, we claim him. I don't know if he's born there. Or not. I mean, I, I'm he's hoping you're right, but it, but he always said he was from the town just north of Noblesville, Indiana, which is part of Indianapolis. Yeah, but they reducted him into the Kentucky Music Hall of Fame, so he had to have pretty deep roots uh, uh, when he was because he's inducted. You know, in I, I understand, Music Hall of Fame. I, and I want him to be from Kentucky, and I'm going to go ahead and put him in Kentucky because you know why. He loves wow. that, he loves that Wildcat basketball team. Oh, I know. Well, we all do and not me. Us. Not me. Well, we all do in this house. Even my <laughs> British man, I bring him to a Wildcat fan. But uh, 
Yeah, that's one of the worst things. Um, like I said, the last Saturday that any live music happened in downtown Nashville was March the 15th. And people had went ahead, even though 50% of the hotels were canceled because of the cancellation of the SEC tournament. But all you saw was the fans, you know, you could tell which one was the Wildcats. You could tell which one was the Roll Tides. You could tell which one, every color, you know, they had the team for showing their spirit. But uh, of course the sad day came on Monday when they announced the mayor had to stop, you know, and which um, it, it's a very sad day, but it's things that we knew that had to take place for social distancing. Mm-hmm. And since Nashville is probably the least social distancing place in the United States because of the live music and the tourism and things, it was a, a blow, like a kick in the gut. But, you know, we're trying to find things to do to keep the music playing, so to speak. And I know that's a, like a cliche, but it really is true. Like I said, Garth is still doing his weekly Inside Studio G. I think last there was like 100,000 people watching him and Trisha. Um, and it's just like they were at home doing their their music. And, of course, Keith Urban's performed a second live set. And, uh, of course, Keith Urban just to – was one of the very first ones to start doing the live acoustic stuff. And then, uh, of course, Luke Combs had 3 million views on his live Instagram. I was on one, his, of, I was one of them. He was one of them, yeah. I think I was asleep. I was exhausted. Uh, and, of course, one of the coolest places in Nashville, I went to a Keith Urban number one party there, um, was Jack White, who's who, when the founder of Third Man, down there, um, right off, not too far from Broadway, about two blocks. Um uh, they had him, him streaming live from his blue room. And then, of course, uh, the Grand Ole Opry did not break, um, did not break tradition. They kept going, uh, even though they had no audience. But they, uh, even when we had the flood, they still broadcasted from a remote, uh, you know, the WSM area at the original WSM studio where the big tower is. Oh, that's a, a landmark. In Brentwood, yes, they rec- in uh, 2010 when the mate when the flood happened, and uh, and it was basically wiped away. The studio was washed away. And uh, they actually past Saturday, it was Marty yes. Stewart, Vince Gill, and Brad Paisley, Bobby Bones alongside to do the television broadcast on Circle Network. A great, great production there of the Grand Ole Opry to keep that show going. Now, what is it, uh, 85 years strong or 95 years strong, the Grand Ole Opry, Nashville, Tennessee. Again, many, many people, many, many options of people keeping the music alive thanks to the social media component. So as much as we want to bash social media at times, right now, if not for Facebook or all these other FaceTimes and things like that, it would be pretty darn boring for all of us who are living our lives a lot different this week than what we were a month ago. We will have one more segment left of this country music report from Precious Harris. As we go to break, we have a trivia question. Can you name the singer-songwriter who earned a gold record on this day, March 25th, 1981, for the song Driving My Life Away? That song and the answer is coming right back on The Y'all Show. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. 
Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. It was almost 40 years ago, March 25th, 1981, when that song you're hearing right now, it was going gold. And we want to know the name of the singer-songwriter who earned that gold record on this day, March 25th, 1981, for the song Driving My Life Away. Precious Harris is here as she continues her Nashville Music Line report. This is the Y'all Show with John Rawl, our final segment. And Mrs. Harris, what's the answer to that trivia question? course it's eddie rabbit and i love mr eddie only because he's written a couple of big songs for uh you know for elvis because you know that's my favorite but yes of course yeah jersey kid not too many people from new jersey come south and have country music success eddie rabbit was one of them sadly we lost eddie back in 1998 he had leukemia from what i recall as he first speaking of, you talked about Elvis. Of course, Eddie Rabbit game. He got his fame as a songwriter first as he wrote "Kentucky Rain," one of those 1970s hits for Elvis Presley, which was a big hit on country radio. In addition to the other formats that it was a success on. And speaking of precious, uh, speaking of the king of rock and roll, Elvis may have left the building, but Elvis Week 2020, as far as we know, is still set for august 8th through the 16th and it will include a special tribute to the 50th anniversary of elvis presley's now historic recording session at rca studio b on music row in nashville there's going to be a special concert on the graceland soundstage reuniting james burton the guitarist bass player norbert putnam and pianist david briggs who all played on that five-day recording session back in 1970 so elvis week not too far and of course we're talking rca studio b in nashville the normal elvis week festivities are in memphis so is this something officially recognized by memphis and graceland what's going on in nashville yes and uh i tell you what because um elvis is such uh, elvis's legacy there's other lot of of legendary recordings in uh, studio b but of course the most famous one is elvis presley i would love to be there at that that there mm-hmm. but uh depending on the timing but of course i did get to see james burton about three months ago I always seen either at nam which is national association of music merchandising and his bodyguard is one of my really good friends who used to be alabama's bodyguard ah. um yeah uh rocky so anyway but of course david and i know each other from years ago I met him in my first year that I moved to Nashville, and his brother, John Briggs, used to be vice president of ASCAP, so he and I became friends when I started, um, you know, working with a lot with songwriters and being an advocate for them back in the mid-90s, so uh, I would love to do it. If I can make it happen, I'm going to happen if I can. 
Well, speaking of the king of rock and roll, his old Sun Records label mate. On this day in 1963, Johnny Cash recorded Ring of Fire, a song written by June Carter and Merle Kilgore. It was actually a cover version. The original version was recorded and released by June's sister, Anita Carter. Ring of Fire recorded on this date in 1963. On this day in 1978, Waylon Jennings and Willie Nelson's Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys was the number one song on Billboard's Hot Country Singles Chart. And that song, which certainly set the stage for Willie and Waylon for the next uh, 20, 30 years, that song went on to be number one on the chart for four weeks on this day in 1978. And again, a connection to the king of rock and roll, the official Elvis, the voice of Elvis after he passed away, Ronnie McDowell, who sang The King Is Gone in those months after Elvis's 1977 death. Ronnie McDowell celebrates a birthday today as Ronnie is now 70 years young, born on this day in 1950. Also born on this date, the late Hoyt Axton, who died in 1999. Hoyt born in 1938. Kenny Chesney's got a birthday on Thursday. He was born in 68. And then Reba Nell McIntyre, she celebrates her 65th birthday on March 29th. Happy Social Security, Reba. <laughs> yeah, and also Hoyt Axton, who wrote the song called uh, it's called, actually called Joy to the World with Three Dog Night. But most people think the real title is Jeremiah Was a Bullfrog. He wrote that. And of course, his mother penned Elvis's first major breakthrough hit, which was Heartbreak Hotel. And her name was Mayborn Axon. And she and I used to have tea together. Oh. Uh, and then uh, the demo singer for that song, Heartbreak Hotel, was a future-to-be country music legend by the name of George Jones. And I know that's a fact because they said, oh, you don't know the trivia things. They said, oh, how do you know that for sure? Well, I had heard it many years ago from Copperfield Music Group, who actually had a part of the publishing. And I was at George's house, and we were doing George Jones University. And his daughter, who owns a, a barbecue restaurant there in Franklin, or a stepdaughter, brought out, and she had catered us for the meeting. There was about 10 or 12 of us there for a meeting at George's mansion, him and Nancy's. And I went over there because I had to know. I've been have holding this for, you know, six, 17, 18 years. I had to find out. And I asked, I said, Mr. Jones, can I ask you a question? And he said, well, of course. I said, are you the demo singer that sang Heartbreak Hotel from Mayborn Axton that Elvis heard? And he wasn't looking. He was just getting his barbecue and he had his towel around his neck. He'd been on the exercise wheel his bike in there and he goes looked at me and he just smiled and he goes i thought everybody was dead that knew that <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like okay it's true so now i know from george jones himself that that trivia is true how about our elvis connections here as we wrap up our conversation with precious harris precious thank you you're very welcome and i can't wait to see on next week i'm going to have some cool news I'm excited. All right. Well, that concludes our Wednesday broadcast of the Y'all Show. Don't forget, Thursday, we've got an action-packed show. We'll go to Memphis Town. Victor Wainwright, he's a blues and boogie-woogie artist, and he's going to come on and talk about his forthcoming project, Memphis Loud. Ought to be a lot of fun talking with Victor Wainwright, a native of Savannah, Georgia. Also on the Thursday Y'all Show, author John O'Connor, he penned the book Postgate. He'll be our special guest as part of our Buy the Book feature talking with an author that plus our sec spotlight coming your way on the thursday show until that time 
Have a great rest of y'all's day. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lie down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. Spring into big savings with Purple Spring Sale. Get a free set of purple sheets and a plush pillow when you purchase a purple hybrid or purple premier mattress. When you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com.